Hey, I'm Sean Harrison. Yo, you already know what it is, man. It's Big Sean. Yo, what's up? This is Too Short. Hey, I'm Mariah Carey. Holla at your folk. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yo, what's up? This is Robin Thicke. What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith, and we are in the mix with Trent. On the man. We got a big broadcast to do here. Listener discretion is advised. Fair warning. Um, I'm not nice, and I don't seek to be respectable. I'm not asking y'all for anything, because y'all can't and won't be both my savior and my oppressor. So I'm not here begging anything of soulless white folks and self-preserving black folks. So I'm going to spend the next two minutes reading y'all for a filth, something I'm sure nobody has ever done. You know what time it is. It's time for In the Mix with Trent. A conversation you didn't know you needed from your Keep It Real friend. I know a lot of folks are uncomfortable talking about black, gay, male. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, what do you need to take out? Do you take out the man? Do you take out the gay? Do you take out the black? And now, the one, the only, Trent Jackson. I literally came into the studio about four minutes ago running and sweating like somebody was chasing me. <laughs> and Malik was like, are you okay? So I'm like, no, I'm running late. I was just running in with vigor and just all the life. Because I take my job very seriously, unlike other people. I'm not calling names. Anyway, you're in the mix with Trent. It is Monday, November 22nd. It's Thanksgiving week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a great weekend. It was very boring. The way I like it. Without interruption. Um, I had a lunch date, which is why I was late. I had a lunch date at this place um, right down the street from the studio. And I got there at 11 o'clock right when the place opened. He got there, you know, 11 o'clock. Um, everything was right and in order. Um, but then the food did never, it never came out. And I was like, I, I can't, like, it's up like we well in, in our defense we sat there for about 20 minutes before we ordered okay um and i'm thinking okay long as i order by 11 25 11 30 the food should be out in 15 minutes and i can just get it to go and you know everything will be fine I just come into the studio and it'll be great that's not what happened remotely close to what happened we sit there we're talking more I order a latte because I love the vanilla lattes at this place. Yes, we were right down the street. And I don't know what happened in the mix-up, but they brought out the wrong food to us. It was so weird. And I was like, this is definitely not what I ordered. This is Monday, so I'm definitely eating salads. (laughs) I mean, Dick was on the menu too, but I mean, we never got that far. Anyway, I'll call him um, the Cuban link. <laughs> like the chain. Yeah, um, he's black and Cuban, um, thick body, young, younger than me. 
oh we met a couple summers ago um and it was just strictly sex and then he had this um yeah and then over the weekend he kept calling me like just talking to me and i'm like what are you what are you calling me talking to me what is this about you know everybody's growing the fuck up these days and they're you know coming to their to terms with whatever um so he was like i want to take you on a date and get to know you better i said excuse me i don't know what you're trying to pull here or who you're trying to pull away sir um <laughs> i'm not going on a date with any man past five o'clock that's number one what because i'm not trying to fuck nobody right now that's why close my legs to everybody close your legs to marry me very much so so anyway it's 11 45 the food never comes back out i say look i've got to go um then he's like okay well let me just pay for this and i'll i'll wait and i'll get the food to go and i'll just bring it to the studio and i said you're not doing that you're not you're not coming to where i work um you're not coming there because it's all guys and they're gonna um if you if you walk in they're gonna hold you hostage they're gonna take you off in the back room they're gonna interrogate you they never heard about you um none of that okay so they're gonna be very like leery of who the fuck you are so don't come here i will come over after two o'clock to get the food at your house how about that I mean, you might as well as what you want to do anyway. I'm thinking I'm about to have a coffee and get bent over in the backseat of a Honda Civic or something. <laughs> Not really. I was going to come back home real quick and do it at home, but I never got back home because the food never came. So I'm going to have something to do after work today. So hold me here until two o'clock on the dot because I almost feel like it's a waste of my time to go back and even get the damn Caesar salad. And I hope they put the dressing on the side so it won't be all soggy and shit. You're listening in the mix with Trent on on demand. No, I didn't see anything change. You're in the mix with Trent. Thank you so much for listening. It's Monday, November 22nd. Um, can somebody from the back office hand me a schedule for this week? Because I know that we're um, officially on holiday hours per my, um, per my directive. However, I don't remember what days. So I need that by the end um, of the episode. Thanks. So I can announce that to my listeners appropriately. Thank you. Yeah! Somebody fax it on up. Um. <laughs> this is, you know, it's just, it's just weird times. It's all weird. Um, and I'm trying not to focus on the weirdness. This is just too much. I'm not following this young doll story because it's just it's too dramatic, it's too involved, and I'm trying to produce a TV show. Um not like that. Not like that. Not to be dismissive like that, but it's just it's so much drama in the LBC. And um I said it one time and um and I'm not gonna repeat it. You just have to go back and listen to the last shows or whatever. <laughs> 
Um, I spent the weekend, um, Tay and I, we are recutting some of the episodes for In The Mix with Trent. So the network that had it before won't have any complaints um, about... Cause you know they're always watching, you know, and they're you know, and people when you do business and sign NDAs, they're always watching and waiting on you to fuck something up, so they can come back and say something. So I don't need them saying, "Oh, this is the same stuff you tried to peddle to us." No, it's a whole, it's the same show but whole new, different feel, um, all like that. So we spent the weekend getting the first four episodes ready to up, so we can upload half of the season um, to the thing, to the server. And we can have a show. And in my mind, in my mind, we announce this tomorrow. In my mind, we announce this tomorrow. And we um, do half a show. Well, we do a show on Wednesday. We're off Thursday and Friday. Um, and it'll give everybody time the weekend to download and watch, and we can come back and talk about it on Monday. Yeah! Because what I realized, we started production um, for In the Mix with Trent TV about a year ago. Um, and because I think I'm the biggest, baddest bitch of all time, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I can get this done in six months if I really sit down and. You know, I need to be a little, little bit more realistic in my reach, but you know, it's, it's happening, and I'm glad that it's happening. It's not something that's going to be shelved. We're not shelving ourselves here. We don't do that. We also try to eat on dates, but then you know. Um, so yeah, the show will be out um, in a couple days. Everybody can watch it. There's already a pilot on YouTube, but that's not the same show that you'll see on the in the server. So it's all switched up. Love it. And while we were working on the show this weekend, um, I knew that I had some, like, I, what I will call stock footage um, back from, like, 07. <laughs> and one of our friends of the show, Cy Smith, yeah, yeah love her. <laughs> back in the day, my early 20s, um, I would go um, out to the Little Temple Bar and she was there, Joy was there, Raphael Sadiq, so many people. And me being me, I have my camcorder on hand all the time because I think I'm like a, a Gail Weathers at this point, right? <laughs> and I'm looking for this footage that I have of Cy Smith back in the day at the Little Temple Bar, and I find everybody else but her. You know, people you've never even heard of I have, you know? So I was distraught by that. And I said, you know, we got to move on. We got a show to produce. Um, and it's still a great episode. It would be nice if we added in some, some you know, because Sean um, from Family Matters, friend to the show, yes. I had some stock footage on him, too, when we were rolling Crenshaw. You know, so it was the perfect add-in to the episode. And it would have just been so much more if we could have found the Cy Smith stuff. I think we're going to scrub the tapes one more time tonight to see if we see anything when we um, upload everything to the server. So. Yeah! And when I say server, the VIP people, um, members, used, not the people, but the VIP members, you still get it first. So. Yeah! 
So I, we spent all this time working this weekend um, and going, through, you know, scrubbing tapes from yesteryear. And, you know, I discovered a lot about myself um, in these tapes because, of course, they're my tapes. And I literally have my life on tape um, from 17 to current. Like, there is a, a, a box of videos that literally houses my life, um, my entire 20s, the, the later part of my teens, my 30s, all through D.C. There's always a moment that's on tape. There's never a moment where there's not a camera. <laughs> and even before reality TV was what it was, bitch, there were my tapes. <laughs> um, in saying all that, and going back and looking at a, you know, 22, 23-year review of my own life, I'm low-key glad that I'm not 20 anything anymore. Because <laughs> I was nuts in my 20s. I mean, I don't even know how people de dealt with me because I didn't feel like dealing with me. I was wild, okay? Wild. And I have the tapes to prove it. Um, But if... Out of any, more so than anything, I'm very glad that I have, um, and grateful that I have friendships still intact from my 20s. And what I know is that I was not a bearable person to deal with. What are you dinging for? You haven't seen the tapes. Oh, yeah, you have. You were there. Um, I do I talk to you for a minute. Um, that's because the Cuban link just texted me. He used to have braids. Now he got his hair cut. It's so interesting. It's like his face. But um, I need to air myself out for a minute. I was not the nicest person to deal with in my 20s. I was not at all um, grounded. Uh, I was a hot mess. I said whatever the fuck I felt like saying. I thought I knew it all. Um, I was very arrogant, um, cocky. Um, things that I do not like, right? I say all that to say... I'm glad I'm not that person anymore, and I'm, and I'm grown the fuck up. <laughs> but what I do acknowledge and recognize is, and you know what? Let me just pre preface my preface this with this. And first of all, never say never, because bitch, when you say you, you don't do something, you'll end up doing it more than you thought that you would. <laughs> so you never say never. Brandy told us that in '98. I should have listened. I was too busy thinking about pebbles, giving people the benefit of the doubt from a few years earlier. <laughs> I want to apologize to anyone that I knowingly and unknowingly offended at any given point in my 20s. I was rogue, out of control, uninhibited, no boundaries, completely disrespectful out of line and out of order in every single way like most 20-year-olds are. <laughs> However, I knew better. And a lot of the times, I exceeded the line of what was acceptable. Um, it wasn't a teetering. I flapped out, jumped over your fence, and disrespected your ass and said, what are you going to do about it? I challenged you about it. Um, and I was not a very nice person, nor was I a happy person. And I need to um, take responsibility for that. Now, while I can't specifically pinpoint, um, because at, in my mind at the point, I was I was in order, right? And a lot of the times I was, but there was a lot of the times where I wasn't and just messy as fuck. 
and I need to atone for that and clean that up. Um, and while people aren't really interested anymore or have moved on or forgot about it, um, the thing is what you do is you make it right with the universe. You make your claim, you lay it out, and you move on. And what I will say is I could have been a lot of lot further than where I am now if my attitude was um, checked. And that's something that I have to deal with and, and bear and fix for my own self. Um, but when you come from a family that's out of order and you don't know any better, that's all you present to the world. Which is also why I'm so patient with people. <laughs> and understanding because it used to be me. <laughs> and I get it. So that is my apology. And when people come and confront me now, I will have to listen. I will have to understand. And I will have to apologize because there will be times. Um, and I'm pretty sure as the more no, uh, notoriety I get, you'll hear all the crazy stories. <laughs> and make sure when they make sure you ask them when this happened, because they're going to tell you like 2002 between 2002 and 2007. Now, if I cussed anybody out recently, child, it was on purpose and it was in order. And you already know how I roll these days. Okay? So let's keep it cute. Thank you so much for listening. You're in the mix for Trent. It's Monday. Got so much to talk about. Insecure. And just general shit that's going on in the world. We'll be back in a second. Thanks for listening. You're listening to In the Mix with Trent. What up? On demand. I'm so glad Justin is not on the boards today because he's a nice boy, but he just gets overzealous. Just calm down. Calm down. You know, I'm very grateful because I found some gems um, while looking for the Cy Smith footage. I mean, I found the um, young version of me doing my college radio show. Yeah, go and look at my Instagram. I posted all of them. Um, and then when I was in Houston last month and we were sitting up with um, um, the girls, Oshika and Brandy, we were talking about an incident that happened at this at a newspaper party where the guy threw up all over um, Nikki Bannister. <laughs> and we couldn't figure out who the guy was. So I said, you know what? I have that tape somewhere. In, like, it was literally in a vault. And I said, no. <laughs> I have a vault. Yeah, I have a vault. So I went into the vault and I got the box and along with my camcorder and I knew that it was in there. I just didn't know what tape. So they're like four tapes that I have from like college and it was on um, the last tape. And I said, wait till they see this. I knew that I had it. Oh, and it was an uproar. They were like, wow. Uh-huh. Throwback. Blast from the past. I have everything. Got files and dossiers on everybody. Me, uh, yo, I was such a narcissist in that 20. <laughs> Didn't like it. I'm glad that it's down to the 3% that it is now because anything else over 3% is just completely out of control. Um, I was grateful for the reminders that um, I've always known what I wanted to do. Um, and even though life has happened, I always kept my dreams tucked away in my back pocket and worked on it little by little at a time. 
I never, ever, ever, ever gave up or doubted myself because I knew that I was just as good as anybody else. Um, but I knew because of what I was talking about and the way that I looked that I was going to have a harder time um, to get where I have to go. And fortunately, um, you know, I live in a time where you can do these things yourself, not only because we have the capabilities, but I have the wherewithal to do it. You know, I went to school to get a professional degree for television production. So um, it's right along lines with what I always, yeah, what I always wanted to do. I knew what I was good at. I focused on that. Even when people, um, even when people tried to tell me otherwise, it tried to make me feel that I wasn't good enough. And being surrounded by people who had not ever lived out their dreams, and they've always settled. Um, so to come from out of that and to persevere and live life on my terms and do what I want to do on my own terms. Uh, it's a blessing. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the people that listen and that subscribe yeah! every day. Because it's a total, I can't even explain it, to have people listen and subscribe every day. Um, it validates me in ways that I don't think people will ever understand especially when you've been told your entire life that you were wrong and then to like not give up on that there's a, a fucking video for me from 2003 there's another one from 1994 as a kid <laughs> talking about one day i'm gonna have my own talk show I saw Mark Brown on Channel 7 and I knew I'm like, yep, that's it right there. That's it. I saw Montel Williams. I said, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what I need to do. Yep, Tavis Smiley. Ed Gordon. All of them. The greats. Ed Bradley. All of them. Seriously. Ricky Lake. Jenny Jones. Wendy Williams. I never let anybody rob or deter me. Um, so seeing all of that, it let me know that hey, I'm on the right direction. I've been putting in work doing this for a long time. And it's starting to pay off, but it'll pay off even bigger. Yeah! It made me realize how grateful um, I am for friendship. And shout out to my girl, Erica. She's been with me, it seems like, forever. Yeah! And when I can put on tapes, when I can put on tapes from 20 years ago, right, and the same people just continually reappear over and over, and then you see who stays. You see who's always been there. Um, and things just start to make much more sense. I'm grateful for people that have grown with me because child <laughs> in 2002 2001 hot 2003 hot mess express thank you for growing with me i appreciate yeah! that and showing up to all the parties always celebrating and um it's what true friendship is and i'm and i'm grateful that people erica you know, has my back and, and 
and it's just it's more but you know just being specific thinking about all the videos that i watched over the weekend and erica was very a consistent piece in a lot of a lot of it and that means a lot to me and i'll even I, people don't know this but um i filmed a lot of the um well you know you see the studio on the tv show but there is some uh, what I like to call B-roll or inserts where I'm introducing um, the guests on the show or giving a summary of what happened throughout the show. And all of those inserts and um, wraparounds, as we call them in the industry, all the wraparounds actually filmed at Erica's house. Yeah! So thank you for that. Uh, thank you for always showing up and supporting um the way that you know how right because i think that's what um people get construed about support it's like you don't go out of your way um you do stuff that is within your reach um no seriously and things that you know that you're good at um and 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 do what you can provide like you know and she's done that like you know i talk she's oh film here love it simple you know um oh do it here whatever just always being there to offer space and to offer help i appreciate that thank you for letting me invade your homes with cameras and lights um and crews of people um during the middle of a pandemic you know it just all the in and out the days that it took to film up until late at night thank you so much for that Erica, because child you saved me a lot of money by not even switching to geico okay because production costs get ex very expensive. You know, it's one thing when we're at the studio filming, but a whole other space to accommodate a sound stage is essentially um, costs child. <laughs> and I'm not, I ain't fucking nobody for this. So, because then bitches that have shit over your head, be like, well, you know, you did this and now you owe me and all that. Mm -mm, girl, we ain't got time for that. This is how people in Hollywood get caught up. They got to fuck and do all type of trickery. Um, and so I'm grateful that I have not had to lay on a casting couch yet. Now, let me tell you something. If it's voluntary, I've been wanting to fuck you since I was eight. That's different. I'll be sure what's your number. Okay. <laughs> However, it's such a blessing to do things your way, your way without having to owe anybody. Nothing more than the friends that helps you on the come up and you can, you know, cut the check to them <laughs> when it's time and keep it in the family. I'm so grateful so grateful for listeners and support um and the ability to recognize where i fucked up and how to correct it and all those things i'm i'm grateful for growth i'm grateful for every single listener every single subscriber um for you are literally literally i can't say it enough in the words of erica badu literally you are the manifestation of this gift and it's totally appreciate it because i understand that i have a responsibility not only entertaining but also educating people that listen um so we can all be better people yeah! and i don't take it lightly which is why i ran my ass in here <laughs> after that hot lunch date right you're in the mix with trent thank you so much for listening Live streaming on BKT Radio and Spotify on demand. Back in a second. You're listening to In the Mix with Trent. What up? On demand. Hi, you're back in the mix with Trent. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah! 
it's so weird. Over the weekend, I had this conversation with a friend, and he was like, you know, you argue very well. <laughs> but then he hit me with a sucker punch. He said, but you, but you help people, and you change their lives more than you, better than you do argue. And then he said, I know you're going to law school in a few months. He said, but you might want to consider that and go get a, a degree in therapy. The fool straight told me I will be more effective as a therapist than I would as a um, attorney. And I have to sit with that for a second. And I don't like when people fuck with me like that. You know what I'm saying? I am a television star. I'm a radio host. I am a television. I'm an internationally beloved television host. Okay. <laughs> Sitting across from a motherfucker giving them therapy, child. It's too close for comfort. This keeps me where I need to be and far away enough from people to where they can get the information, still like me, and not have to interact with me personally. Because personally, I've already just said the show. Watching those tapes really centered me again. Like, I'm a nice person, but I'm really not that nice. I'm sweet. I'm really sweet, but there's a, there's a blade, right? It's double-edged. You flip that motherfucker over, you can get cut and chopped up in ways that you know that you can get cut and chopped up. I'm not trying to do that to people. Just stay away and watch the TV and watch the show. It's better that way for everybody. But I'm glad that he um, said that. That meant a lot to me. Yeah! I like to be helpful. And I like when people listen when they know that I'm right. Because y'all really think I'm about to sit up here and just be telling people some wrong, rogue shit? No, fuck that. I done lived in confusion and clouds and days for far too long. And I think a lot of black people have because we have no choice. We're too busy trying to survive instead of live. Here I go. We're about to go left. Put your seatbelt on. It's just like the Insecure episode um, yesterday. It's the blackest thing on TV. And it's totally needed right now. You know what I'm saying? Because being black in this climate, well, in any climate, really. It's just, it's too, it's too much to handle. And... What I take this every week, I really love about Insecure. It's a, you know, it's it's not only the blackest thing on TV; it's needed on TV, um, but just the LA factor. It doesn't capture it better than that. I haven't seen anything that's captured it better than that. Um, and the things that are talked about, Child Lawrence and Condola, that's a real that's a real situation. Like, how do you handle that? You know, because he really don't want to be there, but he stepped up because it's his child. He don't want to be with Condola because Condola broke him up. And he realized, child, the grass was greener on the other side and he got a motherfucking a problem for the next 18 years dealing with this fool. And two, they talked about parents getting sick on this episode. Um, we are all in that age group where our parents are getting older, slowing down. Um, we think about our own mortality in a way. Um, 
And it's crazy because my mother worked for the police department and worked for the city most of her life. She's been preparing me since I was like five, um, you know, for her death. And she's always said to me, well, you know, when I die, I don't cry, you know, move on, live your life and the whole thing. And I'm like, girl, can you do you know how emotionally triggering this is every time you say it? I'm not always going to be. Oh, well, girl. Try to stick around longer because, bitch, I don't have time for no siblings uh, rivalry between you and your crazy ass siblings trying to come to the house and claim shit from 78 that you got or whatever. Child, no. Please get a, 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 a living trust, a will. Write this shit out because, bitch, I don't have time. Not even to be fucking up Essence thinking that she got claimed or something. Well, she know damn well. Girl, put this shit in writing, please. And if you've been following Insecure, you know that Molly has been trying to get her parents to get a will done for the child. And then her mom handed her a piece of paper, girl. It was just a mess. And then she's finding out all these other things that black families tend to hold secret when some shit goes left. Y'all got to cut that bullshit out. Come off that secretive bullshit because this family secret bullshit is making people sick. It's interrupting everything and bitch by the time the shit comes back around and you got to deal with it it's going to be a massive volcanic eruption that nobody wants to deal with or really capable to deal with because everybody's been hiding and fucking faking and shaking and uh shucking and jiving for the last you know 50 11 years about some shit that everybody could have been clean about god damn it black people child But it's important. We, we have to talk about estate planning. And another reason why we don't talk about it, just like Molly said in the episode, because black people have been too busy trying to live. The fuck you trying to kill me and take me out for? I ain't even had a fair chance to live yet. <laughs> but these things need to be in writing and in place. Um, so you can understand people's wishes and you want things to go a certain way because you know how people are when... When you alive and the shit they keep up, I'll never forget at my um one of my celebrity friends uh, birthday party. Um, he it was close friends, but he stopped the party, and we talked about his final wishes, and it was a very very sobering conversation. And not only was it a sobering conversation, it it just made me think about my own mortality. But then there was a flip side of it. I said, child. I said, am I really sitting up in this man's living room listening to him talk about his final plans? And it was just then that it clicked like, wow, I'm we're cemented in friendship, even though I've known that we've been friends for a good 20 years. You know, the whole time he's been on TV and had a long acting career and everybody knows him, hasn't been on the show before. So it's not who you think. Um but I said, wow, I'm really friends with this guy. I'm hearing his final wishes. You know, who has privy to stuff like that? And for a moment, it got real because I'm like, wow, you know, all the movies that he's done, you know, people are really going to, you know, be you know, sad and mourn. But then you think about the final wish and he's including you and all that. It just got really, you know, serious. And I think, I think that is when, and this is only a year ago. I think that is when I made my own living trust because I was like, child, please look at this shit around here. I'm building all this stuff. The last thing I need is some company to take over my brand and be making money off of my image when I'm out. 
try if you don't divide this shit up among my friends and my family uh and quit playing all the motherfuckers that showed up for me and bent over backwards and swiped the credit card child give these people their money back <laughs> not like that but when you support people especially me and let me go ahead and cry and get this out on my way to break um people like me when you don't have a lot of support and you don't have people show up for you family let me not say people family you don't think that you're ever going to get to a point where you live your own life because everybody else around you has settled i will never have to settle because of the people that listen to this show and for the people that support this show and that means so much to me there's so many times that people get sidelined by their own family. It's literally because of the people that listen and subscribe that I will never have to do that and it will never be a part of my story. And it goes even deeper. My friends that have become my family, the ones that pick up the phone when I need to talk. Right? The people that buy stuff, the people that retweet, that repost, that share. That is priceless. That is priceless. It doesn't go unnoticed. I take all that stuff seriously. Everybody that's ever supported me, that's a close friend. And I really don't want to say this, but because I don't, I know nothing's happening anytime soon. But I had to include them in my last requests because I know the amount of love they showed me when I was alive and watching these damn tapes over the weekend reiterated that and it made it very clear thanks for listening you're in the mix with Trent live streaming on BKT radio on Spotify back in a second You're listening to In The Mix with Trent. On, on demand. I don't know if Justin is going to make it to his internship because this is just... It's... He's, he did... Omar. Go get him and take him. Justin, go with Omar when he comes in there because you need to learn how to do paperwork or something. Like, this is annoying to me. Like, why am I hearing a Layla Hathaway track play in the middle of my show when it's supposed to be at the end and on a commercial? You did that. Like, stop playing with me. And then you want to, when you realize he makes mistakes, when I get up and go back there, he ain't in there. I don't like anybody right now. Everybody get out of my studio. Except for the Virgos. Everybody else can go fucking home. What the fuck are you here for? I don't need a headache at work. The weed is already strong enough. Anyway, you're in the mix with Trent. I need a new weed. So many changes going on in the world. We are all changing. Univer- it's a universal shift right now. We're all shifting on a 
higher consciousness, so to speak. And the way that you know that is, you know, you ain't doing shit the same that you used to. You're always changing. Your diet is changing. The places that you go is changing. The people that you talk to is changing. You're elevating. You're healing. So everybody is not going to be the same motherfucker that can't come with you where you going because they don't belong there. You're being elevated for a reason. That's why everybody's getting on your nerves. <laughs> the tacos don't taste the same no more. Your body wants carrots and cucumbers. <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, shift. Everybody's going through it. It's not just, you know, me and you. It's everybody. <laughs> everybody who's paying attention. And you know my homegirl I was talking to her this morning or yesterday It was it was this morning And she wanted me to see And this is no sh- I'm not throwing shade So when you hear this don't get all loud with me it's not, it's not throwing shade Because it's human nature To want to ensure that we haven't blocked Been blocked so we can um, act appropriately um, When the time comes Right Because uh, see when, when people go out here out their way to block you When you ain't did nothing It's like what, what happens when you um, when you go on a date Or somebody don't like you What do, what do they say It's not me it's you I mean it's not, it's not you it's me <laughs> That's not really me But um You know it's, it's not you it's me And that's what it is It's not you it's them They cannot handle the truth They can't handle you being who you are And operating your element And being confident That's going to tell them about their shit They don't want to deal with it They're not ready So let them block you It wasn't a block though It was a deactivation (laughs) But even still Give people their time To work through whatever About whatever Because just like we're growing and changing Some people are not being elevated at all they're being caught in a mold and stuck where they are because they refuse to make any changes and that's where they're going to be for the rest of their life. And then they're going to start deteriorating. Every time you see them, it's going to look worse. Because, bitch, go back and look at the tapes. I still look like 20 years ago. And I'm going to keep looking like 20 years ago. Because I mind my business. I don't mind nobody else's. Right? I do what I'm good at. I focus on my own goals and growth, letting shit go, apologizing where I was wrong, child. And one thing I got to do is I got to start letting motherfuckers apologize to me when they fuck up. See there? Everybody learning right now and elevating. But when motherfuckers are stagnant, they ain't doing nothing, they ain't trying to change, leave them hoes where the fuck they are. Bitches don't see problems with with their alcoholism or their drug abuse and they think that it's cool and normal to act like that. Fine. Let them do that. I'm glad I saw those tapes. I keep bringing these tapes up because it's a it's a theme. It's growth. It's moving forward. It's acknowledging where you fuck up. It's letting stuff go. Those tapes reminded me of that. Move on. Let it go. Because you know what? For the life that you want to lead, you can't get to where you're going, number one, holding on to shit. Two, treat people fucked up. And then being bothered by everybody else's mess. Let hoes block you. Let them walk out your life. They're doing you a favor by eliminating themselves with their own bullshit. Child, mourn the loss, mourn the friendship, and do what you got to do. All that. Let it go. And continue to elevate. Because you got to be separate in order to elevate. And that's biblical. (laughs) 
far the Bible people in the back. Because y'all listen to. <laughs> Shout out to Brooklyn. Yeah! My favorite place in the planet, apparently. We're all changing. Roll with the changes, accept them for what they are, and move on and be the person that you've always wanted to be because the time is now. Time is not waiting anymore. Everybody's being called to be greater, to think better, to do better, um, and overall just changes and improvement. And if you try to impede what the universe is trying to offer you, child, it's not going to be cute. So just let it do what it's going to do and um, keep it pushing. Live your best life for real, for real. Not just the saying. Walk in and operate. Look like you living your best life. Yeah! Here's the mix for Trent. Thank you so much for listening. Live streaming on BKT Radio and Spotify On Demand. You're listening In the Mix with Trent. On On Demand. You are back in the mix for Trent. Thank you so much for listening. Monday, November 22nd. We're at the end of the show. You know, um, I want to leave you with this. I think it's important as we're going into this Thanksgiving week, not only to be grateful for where we are, but everything that we've accomplished and overcome in the last couple of years, even beyond. But because we're all changing and we're all evolving and we are all placing boundaries and shifting relationships. I think it's important to honor yourself this week. And that means not fighting against what the universe is pushing you to do, not fighting when the universe is curving and protecting you from something that you shouldn't be involved in. But it also means saying no and not participating in events with people at places that have been historically disrespectful. We should honor ourselves and just stop doing things for the sake of doing them because we have to. We're not obligated to do anything, especially when we put ourselves in positions that we feel like we're obligated to that make us suffer and that don't make us feel good. It's counterproductive to honoring yourself. So let's think about that this week and this whole holiday season and be mindful of it. We all come from families where we don't like some of the people (laughs) that we have to interact with. And at this point in the game, why should we have to? If we have been subjected to people's bullshit for all these years around the holidays, then maybe it's time we flip the coin and start subjecting them to ours. Time to drop the balls out the vagina. <laughs> Shake the table. Cause a little disruption. <laughs> and while I understand everybody doesn't have the capability to do that, you can always interrupt the pattern in your own way. Whether it be subtle, whether people know about it or not, you can still make change. Especially when you know that the change is in order and when spirit is calling you to do it. You've been in the mix with Trent. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. (laughs) 
Let's talk again tomorrow at 12 noon LA time, 3 p.m. New York East Coast time. Once again, you're in the Make Sure Trent or you've been in the Make Sure Trent live streaming on BKT Radio and Spotify yeah! on demand. Thanks for listening. You're listening to In the Mix with Trent on On Demand.